What's up, my podcast people? Giovanni here, the host of the Modern Entrepreneur Podcast, the most transparent business podcast in the world. I mean, where are you going to find an entrepreneur who tells you the absolute truth when it comes to business entrepreneurship marketing and actually lives out everything that he says advice-wise? And it's still relatable. I'm not making $10 million a year. I'm good. I pay all my bills. I wake up whenever I want and can travel at any point. But at the same time, I am not exactly that different from you guys if you are not at this level yet. Right? I'm I'm going for that for that supreme... Uh, I don't even want to say this because he's already a legend. But that um, maybe somewhat Gary V status. Right? But at the uh, same time in my own way. Right, and really being able to achieve high levels of success in entrepreneurship. So, with that being said, if you're new here, I appreciate you listening. And uh, today's episode is all about how we signed uh, the biggest client ever at this point for our uh, marketing agency. This is my core business at the moment, and uh, they have an evaluation of about mm, roughly seven to ten million, right, uh, per year. And uh, that's just uh, mostly profit, which is kind of nuts if you think about it. <laughs> if you guys, if you have any idea of e-commerce and, and margins and stuff like that, um, you can have people that own businesses that are worth like, or not, I shouldn't say worth, generate around 20 to 30 million, 50 million in uh, profit. These are extreme examples. Uh, but at the same time, it isn't exactly all profit. Right. They sometimes spend 90% of that on cost of goods and other things like that. So in reality, their take home is not that much compared to what they actually generate. Right. So uh, this client was a very big deal, very big stepping stone. Uh, and I want to break down how I did it and things, variables that you need to uh, understand and will help you. Even if you're not in a marketing agency, even if you're not signing clients, the overall concept of this is what I want to share with you guys as I get closer and closer to um, my goals for this year, right? So with that being said, that's going to be today's episode, how I signed this client and the factors that went into it. And what I realized was a pivotal moment as to why this happened. All right, everyone, so let me give you the actual uh, overview of how this happened. This was not a solo deal. The actual lead came from someone we're adding, someone we're adding, someone we have added to our team uh, that I respect highly, and they're already uh, bringing in a ton of value, so that's always a good sign when you add someone to your team like that. Now, with that being said, they got the actual insight into the lead through a connection that they had and uh, the status that we were given is um, this is a client that uh, their business uh, generates probably around seven to ten million dollars a year and um, they also are not new to this right the actual founder is a person that has done this multiple times with multiple co uh, companies. Now, I have to be very careful with the details because uh, I want to 
make sure I don't give out too much and it's not to hide anything from you guys or I'm not going to be like, hey, gotcha. If you want more, go to my website at blah, blah, blah dot com. It's because I actually signed a NDA. And <laughs> and if you don't know what an NDA is, it's a contract that you sign that uh, is a non-disclosure agreement and basically says you can't talk about us publicly and are certain things about us. So if I do break this contract, I can be sued for up to a million or something dollars. So that is like the bare minimum, actually, I believe. So with that being said, I can't go into too much detail about them. This is why I'm making everything kind of obscure, right? But overall, just know that this is the biggest client we have ever signed. They have the most potential. And not just that, they have a lot of... um, They have a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) It's funny because the the first one that comes to my mind is clout. But (laughs) for anyone that's not under 30 or 25, uh, you don't even know what clout means. But influence, influence is the word I'm looking for. They have a lot of influence in their industry. And uh, this is another extremely important thing, not just because uh, they have all this they're generating all this revenue and it's like oh look we're working with someone that is a relatively big company and blah 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 it's also important because it means that if we do well with them we have a possible direct insight into getting into their network right and being able to establish ourselves and get leads through there and this is if you know if you don't know this as cool as the internet is and all that stuff when you get to the higher levels and as you climb to these higher and higher levels uh, when it comes to clients or just getting recommendations and stuff like that, nothing is more powerful than word of mouth. Like there's no warmer lead that than the one that goes, hey, these are the guys you should work with. This is who I recommend, right? And that is a big opening we have with this client and, and being able to get other big ones just like them. So how did this happen, right? We got the lead information. I get a short description on the client, what they're looking for, and stuff like that. And um, we basically basically given a interview that I must attend to kind of cement the deal, right? Uh, the team member, uh, he speaks to them. He does a great job of setting up the first meeting by uh, finding out exactly what they want, etc. And uh, we have that first meeting on something called, uh, I'm not even going to say, this is how nervous I am about the NDA. I'm not even going to say what, where we had the meeting, but we had it on a video conference call. And uh, first of all, very weird for me because I am used to, uh, if it's not face-to-face, it's just on the phone and that's it. And I thought that this is what that meeting was going to be, but it was. I found out at the last minute that um, it had to be on video as well like the client wanted to see us on video so <laughs> it's a little bit a little bit awkward considering I didn't decide to go to the office I did this directly from my home uh, where I work from most of the time if I'm not out traveling or something like that I'll do it from the Airbnb I'm at or whatever so yeah I won't get to that just yet but leading up to that what I did is I basically examined every avenue that they were possibly missing out on and uh, trying to 
logically put together a plan that will actually work. And it sounds very simple, but I'm going to tell you why this worked at this time and why it didn't for me in the past. Because in the past, uh, my co-founder and the one who's actually really in charge of bringing in um, new business, right? I'm By the way, I'm the guy in the agency that handles all the media buying, the actual selling, the concept of how to uh, push whatever the brand is to sell more of their service or their product. I'm that guy, right? And he's the one that actually brings in the new business, talks directly to the clients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you watch Mad Men, um, I am like a uh, less uh, <laughs> tall and good-looking Don Draper. And uh, my partner is Roger Sterling. So uh, with that being said, yeah, I basically w- was able to do this and sketch them out of plan correctly and not mess it up like years before or opportunities that we messed up beforehand because essentially over these last two years I have and really over the last year I have become obsessive over my craft of understanding how to sell things right and I don't mean like like okay I I read a couple books and I watch a couple YouTube and stuff I mean obsessive I have I've literally researched everyone that is the best in this field. I'm in all the groups. I have read most of the materials. I have studied most of the courses. Things that are even detrimental, right, to a certain extent. Meaning, meaning, I have looked over courses, right, and this is this is hours and hours of you sitting there and have to deal with the like listen to the people speak this material, only to find out certain experts were just fake. And sadly, this is a majority of them are. Not fake, but they were just not as good as they were pretending to be, right? And their material was basic or mediocre at best. So I would just realize I spent 10 hours or 3 days or a week listening to a course only to find out it's complete garbage. But I still listen to to the majority of the course just to see if I can find the gem. Because that also happens sometimes. Sometimes you run into someone uh, that you're learning from and, and you might know a lot about what they they are teaching. But at the same time, they say something that comes from experience that you don't know, that it's such a small detail, but it makes a huge difference. And this is why I recommend always uh, really obsessing over your craft that will directly influence your business, right? Whether you are the advertising person or whatever. And if you're the person that's running all that, if you have all the hats, right? Let's say you just started, you're on your own. Like you need to focus on understanding how to sell things. There's no way around that. Like unless you're going to get a partner, uh, that is the marketing side of things, right? The actual selling side of things like my partner did when uh, we started working together. Uh, You need to understand the foundation of selling things online first before anything and then branch off into everything else. Or I should just say understand the foundations of selling. But anyways, I don't want to digress way too much, right? So... Yeah, when I came into that meeting, and it's funny because they were like it was like a schedule at like eleven o'clock or something, and I had I had logged into the Zoom. Oh, I just said it into the you did not hear that just now into some application, and they I talked to them, and the owner was like, "Hey, 
where are you? Because I had turned the, the camera off. I was just speaking through the app, right? Just like a phone. I was like expecting it to be a phone. And they're like, hey, where are you? And I'm like, uh, literally in my house, like, or, or my office. I'm like, oh, okay, which is in my home. Uh, oh, they actually want to see me? What? And it, it sounds stupid, but this is very rare these days. So I go put on a nice little polo. I'm like, oh, sorry, technical difficulties for one second. Go on, put on a polo. And, uh, you know, kind of brush my hair really quick, make sure I look nice, and then get on camera and start the meeting. And basically they explained to me what their problem was, and I had a formulated plan. And I'm like, hey, this is what's wrong with your with your approach right now. This is why you're missing out on the sales. This is probably how much sales you're missing. And here's, here's where the obsession over my craft also comes into play. It's that I am literally bleeding out of my ears with marketing information, right? And advertising and strategy and all that stuff because I have consumed and applied so much over the past year or two that I was like, oh, th these are your problems, X, Y, Z, but this is also an opportunity you're missing on. You need to do this. You need to do that. I flooded the potential client with an abundance of value, right? If you want to break it down like that or abundance of possibilities. And what do you think the response was? It was like, it was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need. And oh, you sound like a perfect fit. And that, these are literally the person's words and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Boom, we get included into the second meeting before we sign them. And but here's the thing: we pass the main test. You always signing bigger clients. You always go, go through this kind of main test, and then after that, it's really a, a question of you just not messing up the rest of it, right? It's almost like when uh, when you make a new friend or someone you're interested in romantically, like you really just have to get through the wall of like hey oh this person's cool i like them let's just see where this goes that's like the hardest part right it's just getting through that main wall and then like seeing them being able to trust you to a certain extent and then after that it's just you showing your authentic self right so and obviously if it comes to business terms um putting into action what you said so what was again the main difference between me doing this and all the other years is just the fact that before in the past opportunities I was not ready yet and it showed and I had lost these opportunities right because again I am the core I don't want to say the core because it's very like me me but an advertising agency that can't sell things is like duh you know like what well, then what are you guys you know we're PR your PR then brand awareness right so um my obsession two years ago really became with how can i be the best marketer possible right how can i be one of the best i want to be like a gary v and i don't i didn't mean to rhyme that uh i'm just gonna time that in a different way <laughs> kidding but yeah it's 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 just that abundance of preparation because here's the thing and I had this argument with someone else the other day and it's like why am I even arguing this with this person because they're not even in entrepreneurship and this is way over the head but um, 
luck is a very minor factor in this business stuff, right? You are not gambling. This is not the lottery, right? This is something methodical that has to, uh, that is based on your skills and your work ethic. So the main things you need to practice and get better at, and this is where it goes outside advertising and more into entrepreneurship, is you really have to hone down your ability to work extremely hard and obsessively for long periods of time and also consistently improving your skills. Just over time, whatever it may be, just constantly improving your skills. If that means you're the one who makes the product that you're selling and you have a, a product you want to sell, like become the absolute best at this product, right? Period. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That's the foundation of it, guys. And and after that, the client uh, basically gave us a trial run. They said, okay, cool. Like, we want you guys. I'm pretty sure they didn't even bother with any interviewees if they had that after us. And um, they wanted to test my abilities to run advertisements and things like that. So that's what happened next. I kind of blew it out of the water, which means I did really, really good. Boom. Ink is signed send it, as we say over here. And they were signed on. And, and we're, it's really something amazing because not only is there all this potential, but uh, the person generally seems or they are a good person, right? They don't, they're not what you'd, we'd have dealt with a lot in the past, which is like, we have one of those now too, man, where it's like the person, the business owner tries to manipulate you or, um, you know, they, they talk down to you or things like that. And it's, they are nothing like this. They just genuinely seem like a good person who's also extremely skilled at what they do, have built multiple um, seven figure companies and I'm grateful for this. So what is the overall message here that you guys need to understand and what you can get out of this podcast and practice today when you leave right now, you should be doing this is hone in on getting obsessive about your craft. If you are the product maker in your entrepreneurship business, become the best at that product. Understand everything that is wrong with you compared to a winner right? What is wrong with your product compared to a winner? If you're the seller, if you're the one selling things for your business, or maybe the one that wears all the hats, like try to obsessively split your time in between both. And I have to I have to admit, these last two years, I think the first year, or maybe it was this one, I have gone out and done like extracurricular stuff so little. Like, it's crazy. I have basically blocked out everything that isn't work almost unless it's Saturday or Sunday where I really force myself to kind of chill out. And sometimes we, we still work extremely hard. So realize that the commonality between everyone that is extremely successful, the Jordans, the, v, the Gary V's, the uh, uh, Russell Brunson's, the Grant Cardone's, they became obsessed with their craft and became one of the best at it, right? And it shows, like it literally shows and and they can give you free info and stuff till their eyes bleed because they're so good at it. And here's the concept that I want you to remember too when speaking to high level people that have high level opportunities for you or your business. Do not be afraid 
and do not feel like you have to hold things back from them that could help their business. If it is a good, genuine person that's looking for a long-term partner in whatever, right, whatever services you're offering or product you're offering, the fact that you're putting almost all your cards on the table gives you so much trust right off the bat and it also sparks the seed in their mind that says, hey, if this if they're giving me all this information for free before I have even paid them anything, imagine what they're they still have in the back of their head or what they might actually know. So that's about it guys. Uh this is a story of how we signed our biggest client to date and uh hopefully the uh side effect of it will be we will get tons of these upcoming and things are things are really getting crazy for me. So I'm happy I get to bring you guys along for the ride and I hope you enjoyed this episode.